Hi, welcome back to my podcast, What She Wants. I'm your host, Mandy. And this freak show, (laughs) this is what I call my life. So we've been back in Baton Rouge for about two months now. Um, I'm back to selling my cotton candy like a crackhead. (sighs) Um, (laughs) I think there's a bigger project for me with cotton candy and I've really really been in some thoughts about how to to make it better because what I noticed about homeless families as I traveled and being called homeless was that none of them had any hustle none of them knew how to get out of their circumstances or out of their situation or to make strides to move forward in any way shape or form and a lot of the other places that I've traveled to from Baton Rouge have had welfare systems that were the most immensely supportive resource that I could ever see I mean you got money to help you with your bills and to do you know the little things that you needed to you just had to figure out a way out of that and I think that oh we get caught in um I have to get a job and work for minimum wage kind of attitude and I think that I think that is the the paradigm that I am cotton candy is going to change I think that is where cotton candy meets the poverty line and says, hey, let's do something completely different. Let's depend on yourself because that's who you have to depend on. There's no knight in shining armor to come and rescue you. There's no sugar daddies. There's no governmental agencies. And nine times out of ten, the homeless resources in your community are detrimental to a family. They want to tear it apart. Because you're poor, you have to have you know, domestic violence in your life. Or you have to be a gangbanger. Or you have to be you know, some stereotype that they've put that justifies why they're getting so much federal aid to run these community programs <laughs> disguised as resources. And I think that what cotton candy is, is a legitimate resource. It is something that our family tried and it brought us up. And when we came back down, it brought us up again. And when we came back down, brought us up again. You know, they, all these great motivational speakers say you have to fail a thousand times before you get it right once. And I think for us that is what cotton candy is exactly you know um is it's been the rebound for all of our failures we've always relied financially on cotton candy i know that i can take a pole of cotton candy out And by the evening, I have sold a whole pole of cotton candy. And people are very supportive, you know, of 
being able to see or to come up with a a thing, something to sell. Like it shows that you don't want to be where you're at and you want to be somewhere better. And if we could give the benefactors in a community a way that they can reach the actual family themselves who need help, I think that's a great bridge. And God willing, I think I'm being called to build that bridge. I have no doubt in my mind that that's what it is. In order for the program to successfully work, I have to work the program, right? So basically, we've gotten to the first part. We can survive day to day and put savings up to make things better. This time, coming back from square one has been quite a big bounce back. And I think sometimes when we're on our highs, David and I forget how far down in the lows we were to get to that point. Because as I'm looking back at a lot of things I've written in my journals or even podcasting here and listening back to some of the old you know, episodes of where we were then versus where we are now. I mean, it's an amazing journey. I didn't appreciate. I allowed the depression of my circumstances and my situation define who I was in that moment. But God has a a way because if you stay faithful and you stay praying, you know, he's gonna reveal himself to you. You keep seeking and that's what you're going to find. And I did. I do. I've always been a very spiritual person. I cannot do anything without God. Even when I was on my bottom, I know that he was there with me. I know he was carrying me. Um, I look back and I am so thankful for those times. And I look at myself now and where we are now. And I found where the kids are at a point where they feel like this is a cycle that um, they want to break and they don't want to do this. And at the same time, they are understanding to what I think cotton candy will become for us. Um, I believe that it is going to generate a whole revenue. Now, kids being as impatient as they are, want to hit the fast forward button. I can't lie. There are a lot of days where I wish I could just hit the fast forward button and get past the grime. But apparently there's something in this grime that God is trying to call my attention to. And he's really trying to silence me in the storm and allow me the peace in the midst of the storm. And I'm not going to lie. Oh, the storm has gotten really hairy really, really hairy in the last couple of weeks. 
and to maintain that peace has been intentional, purposeful, and peaceful. There were quite a few days where I just ever wanted to get shook up and allow my emotions to to take control and to let me feel the feel in the journey. And that's that's not what he asked you to do. He asked us to find the peace in the journey in him. And that part of the walk is, is where my mind and my heart are right now that I've been through all of this stuff and he's took me down this great journey to teach me and to give me experiences for so many different circumstances, so many different, different highs and lows. And I thought for a while, because you could hear me in my past episodes where the call of God and the voice of God starts to get really big in my head and big in my heart. And like, I just, I couldn't hear anything else. It's like ringing, you know, that ringing in your ear. I didn't know quite how to find him because our conversations have been so one-sided for so long that I had to remember how to have the conversation with him. And he took us to Montana, and he gave me this job. And he gave me the strength to work some extremely crazy hours for that big box store. And I have to admit, I didn't walk that the right way. I didn't I didn't do it in the peace and love that I should have done it in. And I think things would have turned out a lot different if I had. But I think God knew I wasn't gonna. So he brought me back here to show me. Show me what we what journey we were really on. And you know, I believe with all of my heart, with all of my heart, that this is where it, I need to be. This is what I need to be in, in my life. I need to be in this bottom part so that I can build, so that I can walk this walk every day. And that when I come through on the other end of this, that I can say, look what God did for me. Now he wants to give this same opportunity to you. And that, that is what cotton candy is. That is, that is what, what I think it is to become. An opportunity from others. So... With that being said, the thought that I had is that um, I 
I have to start a business from this. I have to start something other than cotton candy with this. Cotton candy is the primary way to earn the capita and to fundraise to help me change my circumstances. But if I just continue to sell cotton candy every single day, then I'm not making the advancements that I'm being called to make. And I have two great ideas. One is for advertising for small businesses. And the other is for um, a lunch tray. <laughs> a simple meal and a lunch tray. And I've seen a lot of people doing charcuterie boards. And this was my sister and I's favorite way to eat after school. We would just make us a big charcuterie board pile up with whatever homework we had left and turn on the TV and sit in the living room snacking homeworking and <laughs> listening to the TV so I love that that memory I love that feeling that we created in those moments after school I loved what I loved it all. I just, I did. It is great afternoon memories that I have. It's not the only ones, but it is the ones that I'm being called to remember and to say, hey, that's the feeling. That's the feeling that I want to create, right? The love and the peace. And that's the feeling I'm looking for. So do things that bring you love and peace. And I think I could... I think I could thrive with the charcuterie board. I think that um, I could just begin real simple with the things and resources that I have right now where I'm at. And I think I could turn it into something that gets better and better and better and better. So with that being said, I am not quite sure how to begin that. And I'm not sure where to go from here. And I know that that's going to take a lot of guidance from the Holy Ghost. I know it is. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see what comes next. I'm waiting to see how it is going to take off for me. I have met some really interesting people and I really feel like some of the people that I've met recently were brought into my life for a reason and in that reason I believe that it is going to it's going to change my life is about to change drastically and I'm so scared and I'm so nervous. All right. Find out why and what thought and feeling has me so nervous and scared right after we come back from this break. Go support my vendors. 
they do amazing things to help us move forward. All right. Thank you for that sponsorship there. I am looking for sponsors of all kinds. Um, really, like I said, what what has got me so scared and fearful and anxious, <laughs> nervous? You just have to wait and listen to the plan. But sponsors, if you are a small business and you're looking to get a little advertisement the old-fashioned way, then I think I have a solution for you. I think the solution is to... I think the solution is to use sign flyers. I believe that allowing them to hold a sign that promotes your business versus a sign that says they're homeless and hungry. I think that's a leap forward. I think that is something that we would rather see than something that we are seeing right now. And this goes for Baton Rouge. This goes for Sacramento, the Bay Area, Los Angeles, Houston, Houston, you have more sign flyers than a little bit. I believe that with this, I believe that I can, I can take something that's negative in our community and I think it will change to a positive. So if you're a small business, please don't hesitate to send me an email to come to my Facebook page, to come to my Instagram page. Both are my name, Mandy Holiday. Um, and, and not just follow and subscribe, but, you know, let's start a conversation about how, about how we can make this change in your town or in my town or you know maybe you're in Houston and you need some Baton Rouge coverage maybe you're from Atlanta and you want some Baton Rouge coverage you know I'm out there every day the places where I go and most sign flyers do are the heavy traffic areas so with that I like to pick my areas pretty um well, based on the amount of traffic that runs through the the red light at any, any given time in the day. And so, um, like one area, we have 50, I know, 50,000 plus cars that pass through. And I'm out there and I'm doing the cheerleader thing and I look like a beauty queen or, you know, I'm doing something oddball that gets people's attention. And even if it's just resting for a minute on my son, <laughs> sometimes that love, that love is just a beautiful thing to share. And I love sharing the love that, that my children and I share with each other, with the whole world. I love sharing my children's love with the whole world because I think that's what God wants from us. He wants us to love him like children love their parents and I think that's an important love to share so with that like I said this 
walks right into what has me so scared and so nervous. And that is this plan. This plan, I keep dreaming about it. I can see it. I can feel it. I can touch it. I can see myself in it. One of the businesses that I need to start is is an advertising agency with signs. And one of the businesses that I need to do is the lunch. But when I start to make this change, when I start to accept my position, then I have to accept where I believe this is going to lead us to. And I believe there are some massive fights ahead of me. I believe that, you know, starting with the advertising agency, I'm going to have to fight about easements, you know, and using easements. Mm. I fear, I fear some of them. But in the same time I have the fear, I have this confidence that, hey, wait, God showed us this, you know, way back when with this. And God showed us this with that at that point. And now that we're in this moment that we're in and we're not just remembering and appreciating the journey that we've been through. Because I believe that's where I am now. It's saying, hey, I sent you on that journey with a purpose. You have a purpose to fulfill in me. But God doesn't half-ass anything. There's no call for laziness in anything God does. And that's where I'm fearful. I am afraid that depression, I'm afraid that the negativity and the turmoil I spent the last year trying to flush out of myself, out of my soul, out of my mind, in my life. We'll just return and I'll fail. I'm scared of the failure. I really am. You would think at this point, starting from square one, so many times, I would know that I was going to rise again. You would think that that would build a confidence and not a fear. That he has shown me so many times that he gives me his strength 
and he carries me through. And you think that my faith would allow me to know that right now he's carrying me. He's trying to carry me to the open door. take a few so listen to these words from our sponsors and I will return okay okay I'm back Ooh. I can't I, I just I know that all I've got right now is my prayers. I know that when the time is right, when it's his time, he will open the doors. And I'm ready. I will walk through them. I know. I know this. I know that every door that he opens and every part of the path that he wants me to follow, I will follow. I know that every time, depression, not hearing him, starting at square one, I've relied completely on him to bring me the peace that I'm looking for. I've not been perfect in that walk, but if I had been, we'd be walking on water. But that's not how we live as humans. As humans, we live in sin. We do what we think is best, and it is not always best. We move forward, but this time I want to move forward in God. This time, I look at him and say, whatever your will is for me in my life, no matter how many storms are to come, no matter how shaky the ground is, I know, I know you're there. I know you are. know that you're my bestie. I love you so much. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you chose me to be my bestie. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that you hold my hand and that you even carry me. You know, even when I can't hear you, Father, you still send me a sign, and I know it's you. I know you're there. Oh, 
two years ago when we left California and came back to Baton Rouge for a while. I met these couple while we were out selling bracelets and candy. And they brought me to church. And I went. And I worshipped. My relationship with God is intimately my own. The details are not to be shared with anyone. But they are. They are to be shared with everyone. But I've held this relationship with God so closely to me. I have not shared it with anybody but my kids. And I know, I know that their love, their love and this love that we share and this bond that we share, I know, I I know it's there. It's only there through God. I know that whenever they were sitting in foster care and they were being beat by Ingrid Bragram and I was sitting in Dallas County Jail under District Attorney Stephanie who knew that my mother-in-law was crazy. I know that I could talk to him. Oh, especially Woody. Especially Woody. He was the oldest. The one with the most memory of every time God blessed us. So I think I want to close today's podcast and I want to share some stories. Some of the stories that I feel like what carried Woody through the fight that he had to fight in foster care because he was battling some demons there this one time now when we hauled motorcycles we did it with a 1978 former U-Haul truck oh my god she was the greatest truck I wonder who in Arizona has her now because she was awesome. Um, anyway, this truck always led to really a lot of judgment because she was old and rusty. But we kind of found that people judged her in two different ways. People who were have not. The poor people, the drug addicted, the people in the bottom portion of a community would see her and say, you must be on drugs too. You must be this label that I'm going to put on you. You must be homeless. You must be whatever. And when 
put the lower portion of the community, every police officer wearing a badge better know that you are in this part of the community. Because that's how you judge us too. You think like the bottom barrel. Think like the catfish of a community. Scavenging on whatever little feeds you can find in the bottom. Now, here's two things from the bottom. It's that people who were really on drugs realized really fast that we were not. Um, but we weren't judgy. Whatever you do, as long as it doesn't affect me, is up to you. It's between you and God. I can't can guide you. I could tell you to go pray, but that doesn't mean you're gonna. Doesn't mean you're gonna. But it might be a seed for later. God will develop all things in you and your heart. So judgment was not mine. And I didn't judge any of them. Even the officers. Like, that one in Riverside County. I think I struck her heart nerve when I told her that her actions were going to cause reactions in her life. I think that struck her. But the other side of that judgment came from people who had the no. And that's not our big corporate CEOs. Although I have run across quite a few of you guys out there. I hope to see you in this next part of my journey again return to our life with the same love that you showed us then. We were selling you bracelets in Walmart parking lots. But came from the entrepreneurs. The people who were not poverty and just above middle class. I don't call them middle class. I call them the working class. But those people who had sacrificed everything to follow their dreams, their hearts, and their callings. You understood. You understood that I was on a journey. And you didn't judge me for my journey. But only supported the journey. Oh God, it's been a journey. It's been quite a journey. And I appreciate. And I still pray for. Everyone who has supported our journey all the way. In the next coming weeks, will be this pivot. It will be this pivot. I believe it. I know it. He has told me. The pivot is coming. The bend in the road. not up the hill yet but 
I think it's time to start climbing the mountain. And on that note, I think I'm going to leave you guys. What's your journey? Have you made it to the bend in your journey yet? Are you walking with God? Do you hear him calling? Some of you may not even believe in God. Some of you may believe that this is the beginning and the end. To those of you that believe that way, you are not my tribe. When I was thinking of how to make the podcast better, I thought that I needed to be inclusive to everyone. And I think I realized today, I think that I'm searching for my tribe. I believe that. That's where I am now. So, with that, if you are a part of my tribe, go like my pages on Facebook and Instagram. I post content there regularly, better than I do recordings for this podcast. And I do promise the podcast will get better. But I kind of like it just the way it is me and you this conversation are you in your car are you at home no matter where you are I'm gonna meet you here and we're gonna walk this journey with God together